Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 77 of the So Free Art podcast, which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things. And this one is going to be all about the book Keep Going by Austin Cleon. It's the third and final part of like a little three part series where episode 75 was about Steel Like an Artist, which was amazing. That motivated me to do the next one, 76, which was about Show Your Work, also by Austin Cleon. But this one is about Keep Going which is a lovely little blue book with a little hint of yellow. And it's Keep Going, 10 Ways to Stay Creative in Good Times and Bad. So I've got so many notes for this book, but what I'm going to do on this video is I'll quickly go through my little notes, picking out the like the highlights, and then I'll go through the book page by page, just talking about things that pop out. But if I had to sum it up in really few words... I would say is very spiritual, practical, inspiring and fun. And that is something <laughs> that is something that I have loved about Austin Cleon's books is they're all they're all very fun and inspiring because they're not like other books. Like all the other books are very lots of text or lots of sort of drawing how to draw and stuff. This one's just full of, each page has got a lot of space, so everything breathes, and it just feels like, all three books, including this one, it feels like he really knows what he's talking about, and he's just, it's like he's thrown everything onto a page, and he's just kept working on it until he's got it down into little bite-sized nuggets of goodness. <laughs> so like each page is just beautiful, like every, the thing with this book is, it's just like the other two. I feel like I could read it for a million years and still get stuff out of it. So, yeah, I, I love this book. But you can find show, you'll be able to find show notes and everything at sophielawson.com and I'll put links to things that I talk about. And also, if you are if you want to go onto YouTube at youtube.com slash sophielawson, you can watch this uh, podcast as a video. So you'll be able to see all of the little pages, which would be quite nice. And like the other two books, it is another black and white book. So everything inside the book is black and white, which just, I don't know, I really like that. So little Dennis is here as well. <laughs> little Dennis! Bing! So let's get into this one, which is all about Keep Going by Austin Cleon. And where should we put Dennis in the bowl? Little Dennis. So... I feel like I've almost got too many notes for this one. And I've just got so many notes. It's crazy. So I'm going to just quickly go through them and see what comes up. Pulling out words. So I said, things I've wrote about whilst reading this book is, it's about enjoying the process, working, playing, creating. Very much about playing. Inspiring. I've wrote the word inspiring so many times again. Balance, 
that word's popped up a lot. I said it, it makes me laugh, so it is very fun. Lots more images early on in this one, because in the first book, Steal Like an Artist, there was loads of images right at the start, so like the whole book was just fun. The second book, Show Your Work, especially the first couple chapters, it was very text-heavy, and it wasn't as fun to start with, but as it went on, it, it became really beautiful. But this Keep Going, right from the start, it's full of little images, so that was nice. There's also talking about, yeah, awareness. The word awareness come up a lot. And I put it here, I find it hard to stop. So, like, as I'm reading this book, I'm, he's talking about things. Because the book is all about keep going. So, it's all about being able to keep creating through the good times and bad, like it says. So, like, something I've noticed is I find it hard to stop. So, at the end of the day, when it's time to stop... I sometimes find myself having feeling like I want to keep going. So, like, as I'm reading this book and he's telling me things to do, or, like, advice, because the book is full of little tips as well, or little exercises, which is fun. But as, it, as I'm reading it, I'm sort of thinking to myself, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with that. So it, the book is, like, highlighting things. It's just really good. It's really good. It talks a lot about dropping the TV, which is something I've... I did a few years ago and the minute I dropped the TV watching TV it's amazing how much time you get back when you're not watching telly and that he talks about that in there playing the word playing comes up a lot talks about the soul which is why I think it's quite spiritual talks about the moon talks a lot about being a nice person which is amazing this book yes I've put at the bottom in a different colour. Puts things into perspective. This is what the book does. Actually, I, I feel like this is what all three books did. It Because I think sometimes, especially, I tend to think too much about things. And this book, it, it makes, it simplifies stuff so much that you realise it's, 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 it's easy. <laughs> yeah, you realise it's easy. So he, he or he makes you realise it's easy. But even though you know it's easy, it doesn't mean it is easy. <laughs> In other words, it is easy, but it's also hard because I feel like it's still you've still got these beliefs which makes it hard. But really it's it's easy. So he's just it's just making you realise like how easy it actually is because it's fun. And this is where it gets back to enjoying the process. It's also quite a psychological and philosophical book, which is nice. Talks a lot about, with the awareness, because that word keeps popping up, he's talking a lot as well about drawing, is a really good way to study and see. So like he's saying, in a good way to get your mind, to empty your mind is to draw. Even if you're not a drawer, or you don't think you're a drawer, because he says that anyone can draw, he says just pick up a pencil and paper draw something and you'll be amazed at how you'll be able to look at it in a way you've never seen it before he talks about how there's inspiration all around us again just like studying and paying attention to the world really simplifying things he says he talks about the ancient past i said this is a it's another very well put together book because what happens is it's it's broken to 10 chapters just like the other two and just like the other two, you'll 
read something in chapter, say, 2, and then when you're reading something in chapter 7, you'll you'll realise how it links back in with chapter 2. So it's almost... And then things in chapter 2 will link forward into other chapters. So it's like... This is why I said it's like he knows what he's talking about and he's really thought about it. So, like, all the... All the chapters flow really nicely, but they all work together. It's quite nice. And the other two books were like that as well, which is cool. And, yeah, he's talking about getting outside with nature. It's just a really nice book about balance and stuff. So what I've also done is each little chapter, like all ten chapters, I've taken the main thing that I think each chapter is about. So what I'm going to do now is go into the book and go through it page by page and just really quickly talk about things and that's basically that that's basically gonna be that and yeah let's get into it ding ding so let's get into this little one then and if you're watching on the video on you'll be able to see all the pages now but there's one little thing i forgot to mention it's quite weird but this book it was a lot harder than the other two to keep it flat on my table so I had to keep putting like something on the page to stop it it just wouldn't it wouldn't like stay open which is a bit weird but I think the reason they've done that is because in the first book Steal Like an Artist as I was going through on the video I actually like ripped the front cover so I think I feel like the first one the glue wasn't as strong or something I think in this one they must have put stronger binding on it. But that was just something I noticed, that it wouldn't stay flat. So this is a beautiful little blue book, which and it's just simple, nice and simple. So if we go through this one, it's it was made in 2019. So the first one, Steal Like an Artist, was made in... When was this one made? 2012. The second one, Show Your Work, was made in 2014. So there's two years between those two. And then five between that and this. So maybe it'll be another five years we get another one. Should be a bit... It's quite a long time, actually. <laughs> but this one is from Megan, Owen and Jules. And he says, it's the reasons I keep going. I like that. Quite nice. So the little chapters that we have is... He starts out saying, I wrote this book because I needed to read it. Which is something I've said about before. Is I think whenever you're making something, you should always really make it for yourself. Because I think that's probably the most important thing. Because then if, it, if you like what ha happens with it, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. So, but the chapters are, chapter one, every day is Groundhog Day. And on my little notes... I've said this chapter is really about routine, focus, lists and awareness. Chapter 2 is build a bliss station. I love this one because he, he brings up Joseph Campbell, which I thought was quite nice. But this little one I put in my notes, I said it's about balance, disconnecting from the world to connect with yourself and about set, being able to say no. And the power of saying no. Chapter 3 is forget the noun, do the verb. This one I've put that is very playful and it's about playing. 
and really inspiring and the main thing I took from it was don't focus on being an artist focus on drawing which was quite nice chapter four make gifts I said this one's a beautiful message and is a nice way of looking at our passions that one also covers day job practical things yep I just said it was a beautiful message chapter five the ordinary plus extra attention equals the extraordinary and this one I said it's all about seeing the world around you this is when he talks about drawing even if you don't feel like you're a drawer it's a good way of seeing the world it's about I put awareness inspiration is everywhere and it I've said it reminds me of a quote I got a little affirmation on my website which is when you rush you delay so and it, it finishes off with when you take your time that's when you speed up and I felt like that's what this chapter was all about it was ab- about slowing down which I, I like that so that was a little chapter five chapter six it's called slay the art monsters and I said this is about being a nice person and also which is something that who was it I think it was Marshall Vandruff mentioned this on his podcast Draftsman he said maybe you're not meant to be an artist and it's okay you, you know so that's what this chapter is about it's about being a nice person and if being an artist isn't making you happy then why bother <laughs> so again it's a, just a nice little message really chapter seven is you are allowed to change your mind i love that one and this one i've put is about being open-minded not caring what people think chapter eight when in doubt tidy up Uh, again i love this one as well and i've put the main thing i've put about this is there's a time and a place to be both messy or like cleaning and both have merits which is quite again it's a nice little this book is just really interesting to read and he does what I said in the other books as well. He he makes you look at the things which you've often thought are negative things. He makes you realise that really it's how you look at things is decides whether it's negative or not. Chapter 9 is Demons Hate Fresh Air. This one is all about, <coughs> I've said, it's all about getting outside. Chapter 10 plant your garden and this this final chapter i've said it's all about learning from nature and the ups and downs of life which i think is very nice so if we get into this he he fills the book with little the whole book is black and white and he does this thing in all the books he's i think before he started doing these books he was the main thing he was doing was going through newspapers, <laughs> going through newspapers, and making inspirational little sentences and stuff out of the newspaper by removing words. So he he will like cover a page in black ink, leaving only a few words showing, and it creates little messages, which is quite nice. So the book is full of those little things, and that just adds a nice little feeling to the book really and it's also the book is also filled with 
inspirational quotes from people and again the whole page is dedicated to those quotes so it's like like i said before it's very nicely put together so in this this one here i wrote this book because i needed to read it and he's got a little like a little flow chart thing and it says you want to read a book and it says is there a book about it yes read it no write it <laughs> really cool and then the thing is see is there you want to read a book is there a book about it no write it five years time is there a book about it yes because i wrote it so then you could read your own book <laughs> so it's almost like like what you said before it's a little circle thing going on every day is groundhog day chapter one take one day at a time yeah this is a really nice little chapter there's a bit in here it's a lot of this is all about lists creating lists like various to-do lists and stuff little thing i've picked out here is the creative life is not linear it's not a straight line from point a to b it's more like a loop or a spiral in which you keep going back to a new starting point after every project again he's just making you look at things differently you have so little control over our lives we have so little control over our lives the only thing we can really control is what we spend our days on what we work on and how hard we work on it and he's talking about groundhog day and how that's a good thing because there's something really nice in here he talked about how If every day is Groundhog Day, this is what it goes into like an inspirational quote at the end, where you feel like that wouldn't be, you feel like that would be limiting, but it's actually quite freeing. And also, if every day is the same, and you're always working on what you want to be working on, it means the days when you allow yourself to get away from that little like routine thing, it's going to be much more special because all the other days have been sort of the same again it's like this balance thing between this is a little inspirational quote at the end it's going to be a little imprisonment if it's of your own making can set you free i love that <laughs> some funny little quotes in here then he talks about making lists which i think is amazing he also talks about it was really cool, was it, here? Yeah. He talks about making lists so that you're not wasting time doing things. And I've got a little example of this. Is I do these little mini drawings in my sketchbook. And what I did, when I first started doing that, I would go around the internet trying to find little images to draw. And I would do that every single time I wanted to do a little mini drawing. And what ended up happening was I would spend hours, well not hours, but I'd spend about an hour each time before even being able to draw, trying to look for little things to draw. So what I ended up doing was I said, I'm going to spend two hours on a Saturday doing nothing but finding seven little drawings or seven things I want to draw. I then printed that out. So then each day during the week, I had my thing to draw i didn't have to spend time looking for what i wanted to draw and he talks about that in here he talks about so many different types of lists he talks about lists i've never even heard of before it's just really quite nice but 
I could relate to that because you can save a lot of time by doing a bit doing a bit up front so you spend a couple hours at the start doing something and then you're going to save so much more time over the course of the following days finish each day and be done with it this is where I, I've said I, I struggle with that because Sean McKay but Sean West I mention him a lot because he a lot of things he talks about is in this book so if you like these sort of topics I would check out seanwest.com I'll put a link in the description and the show notes but something on there he says is Sean McCabe said this as well basically when the day is finished that's like set an alarm and stop but I really struggle with that because I feel like I've still got stuff to do but the thing is there's always going to be stuff to do so it's just that for me is a bit of a psychological thing it's quite hard to let go of your work at the end of the day, or well, it is for me. And so then that has a knock-on effect on everything else because you, you sit down to meditate and you're still thinking about that. So that's something I've got to work on. Chapter 2, Build a Bliss Station. I love this one. Little thing here, it says, Disconnect from the world to connect with yourself. There's a... This is where he talks about Joseph Campbell and his book, The Power of Myth. And basically, this is where the bliss station came from. So Joseph Campbell came up with the bliss station thing. So I'm going to read a little bit from this book, which is actually a quote from the book, The Power of Myth by Joseph Campbell. And it says, You must have a room or a certain hour or so a day where you don't know what was in the newspapers that morning. You don't know who your friends are. You don't know what you owe anybody. You don't know what anybody owes you. This is a place where you can simply experience and bring forth what you are and what you might be. This is a place of creative incubation. At first, you may find that nothing happens there. But if you you have a sacred place and use it, something eventually will happen. And I love that. For me, it's kind of like meditation. Meditation and, well, also for me, like my little dreaming. So my bed, I think that's my sacred space, <laughs> my little bliss station. But I love that. And then he, he talks about you can be, you can be woke without waking to the news. This is where he talks about basically dropping the TV and stuff, which I just feel like that's probably one of the. If I had to say one of the main things that really helped me. It was getting rid of the TV because not only did it free up a lot of time, it also the TV is just full of negativity, really. And once you get rid of that, you can fill it with positive things, and it's amazing how the whole your whole life changes when when you t- get rid of the TV. There's a nice little quote here from Linda Barry says the phone gives us a lot but it takes away three key elements of discovery loneliness uncertainty and boredom these have always been where creative ideas come from what i found fascinating about that was it's basically saying that loneliness is a positive thing so that kind of made me i kind of liked that when i read that airplane mode can be a way of life 
it's basically just talking about disconnecting. Then it says, learn how to say no. There's something really funny in this book. He talks about somebody who basically was, they had like, they had two little passions they were going after. And one of them was, I think it was a photography or something. Let's just say it was photography and author. So what he would do is he would have a certain chunk of the day where he would be this author, certain chunk when he would be like the photographer. So what he did was he actually named himself a different person as the author. And it's really funny because he, when he was writing, he was so, his way of saying no was he is that person and he's not that other person during those hours. So somebody, he was, let's just say he called himself Pete, but he was really called Steve. Somebody knocked on the door. So he's, the author, him, is called Pete. Somebody knocked on the door and said, hello, is Steve there? And he was in the phase where he was writing and he said, no, he's not here, <laughs> which I think is cool. It's like he's basically become a different person. And that person may well have been giving him like an amazing opportunity for photography, but he was so focused on being that author that he was able to say no. And he even said that he's not that person. I thought it was really funny. I probably destroyed that, but when you read it in here, it's, it's really, it's really fun. Chapter three, forget the noun, do the verb. I love this one as well. Creative is not a noun. This is a fun little chapter. Job titles aren't really for you, they're for others. Let other people worry about them. Burn your business cards if you have to. <laughs> Basically, don't bother being an artist. Just be somebody who draws. Focus on drawing. I like that. Your real work is play. Like I said, the whole book is just super playful. I love it. It's got these little characters in here as well. So, he's got little tricks as well about... Yeah, being able to say no, I think it is. Uh, so he's got little tricks here. One of them is, when nothing's fun anymore, try to make the worst thing you can. The ugliest drawing, the crummiest poem, the most obnoxious song. Making intentionally bad art is a lot of fun. So he's got he's got about four or five little ways that you can bring fun back into your creative process. Chapter four. Because what I like about that is it's little things you can try. So there's, there's lots of little exercises in this book like that. Chapter four, make gifts. I like this one as well. Protect your valuables. <laughs> that sounds rude. It also goes into something Sean McCabe says. Again, he said, basically Sean McCabe said, protect the passion. And this is where Sean McCabe said about getting a day job nothing to do with your passion because otherwise you can kill your passion and the main thing you want to do is make sure your passion always remains fun because that fun will show through in your what you're doing yeah i like this he talks about he says we used to have hobbies now we have side hustles and this goes into that thing where maybe you're not supposed to be an artist and like that's okay it's 
more important that what you're doing is fun, not that you're making money. But then when you read this other book, which is, I think it will show your work, like you do need money. It's quite weird. It's it's this weird thing where you do need to have money because otherwise you probably won't be able to do the things you want to do. So you do need money, but you need to make sure that the money isn't the thing you're doing. She's, and he's also saying here, ignore the numbers. He, he links that in with money as well. Instead of focusing on the money, focus on creating drawings. Instead of focusing on the numbers when you're sharing stuff online, just focus on sharing nice things. He even talks about disabling... You can. He talked about how you can disable numbers on social media with like a plugin on your browser, which I didn't even know that that existed. Uh, I like this as well. There's a little thing here which I put a little note next to, and I said I've noticed this too. So what he says is he said, I noticed a long time ago that there's actually very little correlation between what I love to make and share, and the numbers of likes, favorites, and retweets it gets. I'll often post something I loved making that took me forever and crickets chirp. I'll post something else I think is sort of lame that took me no effort and it will go virus. If I let those metrics run my personal practice, I don't think my heart could take it very long. Basically, don't pay attention to numbers. I think it's easier said than done because, yeah, like even yesterday I posted something on Instagram and... I think it was six minutes and there was no likes and I, it doesn't matter but yet for some reason it felt like it did and it really bothers me. It bothers me that it, it bothers me. <laughs> it bothers me that it bothers me. So again this is like a psychological thing. Yeah it's easier said than done but I know it can be done. So again I feel like this chapter you just need to read it so many times and, and in the end it, it will click. Again, going back to Sean McCabe, he says about this thing called the power of seven. It's where you need to hear something, I think it's like at least seven times before it will click. So like, you might hear something and you know it's the truth, but you still can't change the way you are. But in the end, if you keep hearing it, you'll be able to change. Where there is no gift, there is no art. This is a really beautiful little chapter, this. It's just, yeah, and a little quote here that he says is, making gifts puts us in touch with our gifts. So it's just beautiful. It, again, it's all coming full circle. Focus on making gifts and it, it will be like a gift for yourself. <laughs> Chapter five, the ordinary and extra attention equals the extraordinary. And it's, this is all about says here you have everything you need lots of little quotes throughout this thing really great artists are able to find magic in the mundane it's cool slow down and draw things out this goes back into that thing about that quote like when you rush you delay when you take your time that's when you speed up it's kind of like a paradox. You think going slow would be slower. <laughs> this book's also got little, sort of like cartoons, like little comic sh strips as well, which is a first. That wasn't in the last one. 
the last couple little quotes. Drawing doesn't just help you see better, it makes you feel better. It's nice, isn't it? <laughs> Here's a little quote from Frederick Frank. Drawing is a discipline by which I constantly rediscover the world. I have learnt that what I have not drawn, I have never really seen. And that when I start drawing an, an ordinary thing, I realise how extraordinary it is. Sheer miracle. I feel like this is why drawing, when art came into my life, I became spiritual after that. And I think it's because drawing makes you see, yeah, it makes you see the beauty in the world. So you just start falling in love with the world, which is going to become spiritual. Pay attention to what you pay attention to. I love that. So I'm doing this thing at the minute where I'm looking at inspirational artwork and what I've noticed is, say I look at 10 different artists, I'll start to notice that I'm noticing the same thing about the artists. So it might be that I'm noticing, it might be that every time I look at these different artists, I like the way they do a coloured outline. So now what's happening is I'm not only noticing that the artist is doing that, I'm noticing that that's what I like because I keep noticing it. <laughs> so what that means is you, you start building up like a little library of what is important to you. So if you, basically that's going to come into your art in the future. I love that. I really love this chapter as well. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of little quotes in here. There's another yummy quote in here. It says, if you want to change your life, change what you pay attention to this just feels like it's so much like all the stuff that i'm learning with lucid dreaming and stuff the beliefs beliefs are just the same all a belief is is a it's a positive and a negative together and if you focus on the positive then it becomes positive if you focus on the negative it becomes negative so like whatever you put your attention on it becomes real so you create beliefs by what you're putting your attention on. So that means you can actually, you can change your beliefs. And if you change your beliefs, you can change reality like a dream. I've, I, I like that. Chapter six, slay the art monsters. <laughs> Little monsters. Art is for life. I like that. Again, a lot of little images in here. Yeah, it says here, you might not be meant to be an artist. You might be meant to teach kids math or raise money for a food bank or start a company that makes Rubik's Cubes for babies. Writes comedian Mike Burbiglia. Don't rule out quitting. There's going to be an insane amount... <laughs> an insane... I'm very sorry. There's going to be an insane amount of work ahead. And your time might be spent better elsewhere. I like that. I have been wrestling with this for... Hmm. Yeah, because... I can feel that I could either go all in on the lucid dreaming. Because I have thought to myself, maybe art was nothing to me but a way to become spiritual. And maybe... Like, what I'm supposed to be doing is... Like, I, 
I feel like I could maybe even become like a healer or something. And maybe the art would be something that helped that become real. Or maybe the art is the thing I should be doing forever. And like spiritual is the thing that helps that grow. So I've been, I have been thinking maybe I'm not supposed to be focusing on art. This is quite interesting. Chapter 7. You are allowed to change your mind. To change is to be alive. Again, it's this is another really thought-provoking chapter. <laughs> I like this. It's another one of those newspaper print things. And it says, I thought I was wrong about everything. And then at the bottom it says, I was wrong about that too. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I love this as well. Like-minded versus light-hearted is talking about being around people who are not just like you. Because if you're always around people just like you, you're not going to learn things. So it's all about being around different types of people, but people who are nice, which is like-hearted. Be around. You can. That means you can be around people who think completely differently to you, like have a completely different bunch of beliefs. But because they're light-hearted, they'll listen to your beliefs and you can listen to their beliefs so you can both learn and grow and maybe both of you will put the beliefs together and create a new belief. (laughs) Which would be quite fun. This is something with religion, really. What I've noticed is a lot of religions are not actually light-hearted, which is why you get so many wars and stuff. Because spirit, being spiritual is nothing to do with religion. And I actually think religion is probably... It's weird. Religion is a good thing. It's got a nice message. It's just I think the wrong people are running it. Which has kind of corrupted it. That's just a little thing I was thinking about. I was thinking about that. Whilst doing that. Yeah. To think independently of other human beings is impossible writes Alan Jacobs in his book How to Think. I'd like to get that book. Thinking is necessarily, thoroughly and wonderfully social. Every think you think <laughs> is a response to what someone else has thought and said. That'll get you thinking. I love that. Thinking about thinking. We like thinking. Visit the past. Yes. Yeah, this is again something Marshall Vandruff said on the Draftsman podcast. He said, because Marshall Vandruff and Proko were having a discussion about studying old artists. And Proko was saying that he basically doesn't really go that far into the past because he he didn't quite know the reason for doing it. But Marshall said one of the reasons to do it is because the old becomes new. So you can go into the past, pull out something that was like around at that time. It's gone out of fashion, but you can bring it forward and make it new again. So you're making the old new. Kind of goes into that thing about showing your work and stealing like an artist. It's how nothing is, none of your ideas are actually original, which is quite a little fun thing to think about, guys. So I like that. (laughs) Chapter 8. When in doubt, tidy up. I love tidying up. 
yeah yeah this was a really cool little thing keep your tools tidy and your materials messy in this one he talks about you want to be tidy with your tools so that basically everything if you're sitting down to do drawing make sure you've got all your pens and whatnot ready to go so that you're ready to go so that when you're it's time to draw you can jump straight in and you don't have to be faffing about so you've got to have your tools tidy because that will that'll allow you to stay focused while you're drawing and stuff but your desk can be messy and he talks about how having a messy environment can actually be quite good for you and he said something really cool in here he said when it's good to tidy up is when you're out of ideas and stuff because as you're tidying up you might find in so in the mess you might find something that inspires you which is kind of like a synchronicity the universe does that it throws these little synchronicities in there i've got a little quote here with a smiley face on it and it says <laughs> what does it say here Yeah, if papers everywhere on the floor makes working easier right now because you need to constantly refer to them then they should stay there basically yeah this this is amazing tidying is exploring again he's making you look at something in a completely different way like tidying is almost part of the creative process that's what he's saying which is quite cool when in doubt tidy up it's <laughs> really cool yeah then there's this bit here he's talking about because he starts talking about sleep and he, he starts talking about the hypnagogic phase which is when you're dreaming i think it's called hypnagogic and hypnopopic or hypnopompic or something but as you're drifting off to sleep there's a period where you're both awake and asleep you're like in this weird place where you know you're you know you're not you're not asleep but you're sort of dreaming so the two are coming together in that place that's like the special place where that's where you can contact the subconscious consciously so he talks here about that's a place of creativity uh, i love this he's he brought up somebody who salvador dali yeah I've, Robert Wagner, lucid dreaming expert, he he talked about this before as well. What Salvador Dali used to do was he would have, I think it was like something in his hand, as he was drifting off to sleep, if he fell asleep, he would drop that on the, it was a spoon, he would drop the spoon on the floor and it would wake him up. And that was his way of always, of being able to stay in that like dreamy place where you can get lots of creativity from. So it, I love this as well. He's even talking about dreams in here. Yeah. This is something I do at work. So I'm a cleaner at work. And one one of my jobs is impossible to clean that place to perfection. It's, it's impossible. Because when I first started that job, I tried so hard to clean everything to like the best I could. But I soon realised there was just not enough time for me to do everything. So all I focused on, instead of, because that was actually leading me to be a bit frustrated, I'd leave that job and I'd go home thinking, I could have done that better, I could have done this better. But what I ended up doing was, I, I said to myself, don't focus on 
trying to make everything perfect because that's impossible and you'll you'll never be satisfied all you got to do is make sure when you leave work it looks cleaner than when you got there so and he talks about that in here his little quote it says leave things better I'm just going to plug this plug the camera in before it runs out of back daddy <laughs> he basically talks about Focus on leaving things better than you found them. The greatest form of magical tidying that you can do is outside your studio or workspace. The tidying up of your wider world. This book has got such a nice little message. It's all about just being a nice person. Which is, he's, it's amazing. It says here, yeah. All you, got to, all you got to focus on is do no harm and leave things better than you found them. If you do that, success. <laughs> Chapter 9. Demons hate fresh air. I like this one. To exercise is to exorcise. That's cool. Yeah, this one he's talking about walking. So he, what he does is every morning he goes for a walk and just brings up like ideas and stuff again it's it's another way of tapping into that nice little creative space like the dreamy place so he talked about the importance of walking he talks about other artists who walk and then he's got another fun little image here and it says what else can you do it's a question mark and then at the bottom it's got think walk and then walk think think walk <laughs> Again, loops. Everything's loops. Go out for a walk. That is the glory of life. Mary Coleman. One of my other, one of my other, well, my other job. I work during night. I love the one bit I love about that job is walking home because it's pitch black and silent. I walk along the front of the water, like I walk along the the, the river, but the moon. You can you get to study the moon and stuff, and he he talks about that in here how just looking at the moon can really inspire you. Little things, little things. Chapter ten is planting your garden, and this is all about creativity has seasons. It's a good little story here about a nun who she was basically focused on this tree growing, and she was watching it grow and go through the seasons of life. And he talks about how that relates to you. There's a fun little image here. So on the left, he's, it says seconds and it's crossed out. And on the right, it says heartbeats. On the left, it says days, crossed out, and it says sunrises. On the left, it says weeks and months, crossed out. And it, on the right, it says moon phases. On the left, quarters, crossed out. On the right, seasons. On the left it says years crossed out and on the right it says the return of spring. So it's just showing you how life is is nature. Again, it's just another way of looking at life. It's beautiful. There is a really beautiful message in this book. There's a picture of a tree as well. And we like trees. It's a very strangely shaped tree, that one. But this too shall pass love that quote that's from i heard that from the monk ajam brahm 
he said, this too shall pass. That for me is one of the most powerful quotes because if you're in a negative place, if you remember this too shall pass, you can sort of ride it and get, because it will pass and you will end up in a nicer place. But if you're in a really nice positive place, if you remember this too shall pass, you'll really appreciate it because you know that it won't last forever. And again, it goes back to why I think thinking about death is good because thinking about death, it makes you realise that this life too shall pass. So you're going to really appreciate life. It's talking about taking the long view. Again, don't, when you rush, you delay. <laughs> it says here, I plant my garden because what else can I do but fool around with time? Play. Life is play. And then it's basically ends by saying, keep going, which is really nice. Then he's also got a bit at the back, what now? Like a bunch of little action steps. First one, switch your phone to airplane mode. Second one, draw up some lists. Because in the book he talks about the sort of lists you can do. So draw up some lists. Hire a child to teach you to play. Sounds quite funny. Make a gift for someone. That's nice. Tidy up. Lie down for a nap. I like that. Take a long walk. Again, you can see how it's sort of, it's not just about being creative, it's about your life as well, a balance. It says, give a copy of this book to someone who needs to read it. And then the final one, sign up for my free weekly newsletter at austincleon.com. And I'll put a link in the show notes. I'll put a link in the show notes, man. Books are made out of books. It's amazing goes back to what he said in Steal Like an Artist, that there are no original ideas. So just pull from all your sources and create something new, which is nice. Got a list of books, which are definitely going to be worth reading, I think. And then he's also got a bunch of little behind-the-scenes things where you get to see pages of the book that didn't make it into the book. And pages of the book, when they started out as little sketches and stuff. It's quite fun. And then he just says, thank you. Thank you for having me. Which is nice. And that's it. And then we also have his happy little face. And he does look like just a nice little normal person. Which is nice. Austin Cleon. And that was basically it. Keep going. 10 Ways to Stay Creative in Good Times and Bad by Austin Cleon. And what do we say? Yeah. If I, if I had to sum this book up in one word, it would probably be... Yeah, it's probably impossible. Playful. There you go. <laughs> Little playful. And Dennis approves of this book. Ding ding. Oh, little Dennis. I think Dennis is trying to eat the book. But I hope you enjoyed that. That little look at Keep Going by Austin Cleon. Absolutely beautiful little book. And I can't wait for another one. I hope he makes another one. I'd love him to make a little pink one. I think a little pink one would be quite nice. But that's basically that. I hope you enjoyed it. 
Like I said, you can find show notes and everything at sophielawson.com. And you can find a video of this one if you want it at youtube.com slash sophielawson. All that's left is this week's inspirational quote. Before we get there, though, next week's episode is going to be an About the Tings episode, which means I can talk about anything. And it's going to be, unless I have a super amazing lucid dream within the next seven days, next week's episode is probably going to be about a super, super deep meditation that I had. It was, like, I had it about six weeks ago now, maybe even a little bit more. And I'm still, I still can't get it out of my head. It was was an amazing thing. I, I, I can't wait to talk about that. It involves... It involves, it's just, it involves in expanding into, I can't read, yeah, it's like it involves being on the surface of a balloon, <laughs> connecting with something. It was amazing. So I'll talk about that next week. But this week's little inspirational quote is from page 20 from the first chapter. It's not, it's from the little introduction thing no it is from the first chapter every day is groundhog day but the little quote is a little imprisonment if it's of your own making can set you free and i love i love that little quote can set you free so a little imprisonment if it's of your own making can set you free austin cleon